Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. Amen. Why don't you grab your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 1. John 15 verse 1. I got into John 15 last week and I just couldn't get out of it. And so um, we are going to be in John chapter 15 again. Um, We are continuing a series that we kicked off last Sunday called The Way. The Way, it is our tradition typically to preach messages in a series of messages. And so if you missed last Sunday, I would encourage you to jump online, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that our media is out there. It's all over the place. But check out part one. It's one you will not want to miss that I think is so important for every person that has made a decision to follow Jesus. John chapter 15, starting in verse 1. You with me? Let's read this together. We're going to read the first five verses. We'll pray and jump right into it. John chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true grapevine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off, everybody say cuts off. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes, everybody say prunes, the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Would you pray with me? And let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak to our lives through the Bible today. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for each and every person here. Lord, I'm so grateful for the online family. I pray that your Word would do exactly what you want it to today. Lord, build us up. Make us look more like Jesus, we pray in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, the series, The Way, really, it has a threefold uh, agenda. When we entered this this series, I wanted to talk about three primary things. First of all, last week we started with a message I called Be With Jesus. And uh, being with Jesus really is the most important part of all of this, although they are all big deals. Um, But again, I want you to catch that if you missed it. We're going to tackle three subjects, being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and then finally doing what Jesus did. Doing what Jesus did. Today, I want to talk to you about becoming like Jesus. I think that we can sum up becoming like Jesus in one important word. And that word is change. Change. Why don't you just look at your neighbor and say, you're going to have to change. Come on, look at your second choice neighbor. Tell him you're going to have to change extra. Come on. Now listen, if you're here today and you say, man, I can be just like Jesus and I'm not going to have to change, you got bigger problems. I'm not even sure I can help you. All right? But for the rest of us, for us to become like Jesus, it's going to require this one very important thing that is something so many of us struggle with, and that is called change. Now I want to give you just a few things to write down this morning 
I hope they help you. And the first one is this. Grab your notes, grab your phone, grab some paper and write this down. First of all, change is tied to our God. Change is tied to our God. In verse 2, Jesus said that he cuts off. Jesus is speaking of his father in heaven. He says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. I want you to see something powerful in this passage. I need you to catch this because it has huge ramifications for every single one of us to get a hold of. According to Jesus, it is God himself that brings change. It is not just the the, the forces, moving pieces, and circumstances of your life. It's not just age. It's not just environment. It's not just the seasons of life. It is God himself moving in your life that brings about change. I want you to wrap your head around that for a second. From the lips of Jesus himself, we learn that it is our Father in heaven that brings change into our world, into our life. That means that if you have dead areas of your life, life, areas of your life that are not growing, not producing kingdom results, then God comes in with change. He may move friends out of your life. He may move a job in and out of your life. He may move a position in and out of your life. He may move circumstances in and out of your life. He may move habits in and out of your life. But change is God's response to areas in our life that need to have some change. But what's even more interesting is to realize that Jesus didn't stop there. So often, if I was God, I would stop before God did. Come on. But he says, not only if there are unfruitful areas in your life do I want to bring change. He does this one, which messes with a lot of us. He says this. He says, if your life is fruitful... I'm going to change it. If your relationships are fruitful, that's Bible word for healthy, by the way, (laughs) producing God results. He says, if they're healthy and producing God results, then I'm going to change it up. But he uses a different word. He says, he says, I'm going to prune it. Now that's just Jesus being nice because pruning just means cut it back. I bought a rose bush. Uh, well, I didn't buy a rose bush. Let me be fully honest. I bought a house that had a rose bush in it a while back. And this thing was insanity. Like the first year it was cool. The second year it was jungle book. You know what I mean? Like it was insane. And I remember my grandma, she said, she goes, son, you have to, now she's with Jesus now, but she was a great gardener. I remember from the time I was little, she grew rose bushes like nobody's business. And she told me, she said, Jordan, you got to prune that thing way back is what she told me. Way, I was like, well, how much is way back? She goes, way back. By the time we were done with that sucker, it looked like a stump. Like it was, it was gone. You know, I'm like, we, we ruined it. This thing was, it was had flowers all over it. It's dead now. She goes, no, 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 just wait. That sucker grew back twice the jungle that it was before. From the stump to this magnificent thing that was growing in front of my house. Because why? Because we pruned it. So this is what Jesus said. He said, if it's bad in your life, I'm going to bring change. If it's unfruitful, if it's dead, but if it's fruitful and producing God results, guess what? He's still going to bring change. 
You can expect God himself to bring change into your life, both in the unfruitful and the fruitful areas, both. This is the reality for the believer. You know, I have been serving this church in full-time capacity for 10 plus years now. That's a pretty cool thing. What I have seen though, constantly, is God reward the fruitfulness of our church, not with us being able to stay the same. God has rewarded the fruitfulness in our church with constant, never-ending change. (laughs) That has been the reward. But you know what the result of change has led to? Exponential growth. Exponential results. Thousands of people accepting Jesus. Thousands of people coming to be a part of what God is doing. Hundreds of people being baptized in water. It has resulted in the kingdom of God moving forward. Not because we stayed the same, but because we changed. So whether you're struggling or whether you're thriving, God's solution is the same. He's going to cut you. (laughs) Some of you are like, oh boy. (laughs) Whether it's good or whether it's rough, whether it's producing good stuff or maybe not producing much, God is going to move in your life with something the Bible calls change. Now, here's what's interesting about God. He is a God that never changes, but he's constantly changing everything else. Matter of fact, listen to Malachi 3.6. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. James 1.17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from us uh, or to us from our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He never changes. Now this is a powerful reality because He is a perfect God who never changes. Which, by the way, have you ever thought about this? Who would want to have a God that needs to change changing you? It is one of the things that qualifies God to change us. Is that He does not need to change. He is absolutely perfect. Everything about Him is perfect. Everything else is built around His image and His standard. He is the God that does not change, but He is the God that constantly brings change into our life. He is all-knowing. He is all-wonderful. He is the one that changes us. Why? So that we can look more like Jesus. I love Luke 640. And it says this, it says, students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained, let me say it this way, the student who is fully pruned will become just like the teacher. Change comes from God. I want you to write this down. It's my second thought. Change is tied to our progress. Change is tied to our progress. Jesus said he prunes or he changes the branches that do not bear fruit so that they will bear even more. Something I've been thinking so much about is this. If you're going to get bigger, you're going to have to change. If you're going to get better, you're going to have to change. Notice that pruning or change when you're a follower of Jesus is always tied to more of God. In other words, it is change that God uses to bring about progress in our lives. 
Now, there are some people, there are even churches that are opposed to change. This last year rung our bell as a world. It brought an immense amount of change. I think that's what people struggled with more than anything else. It wasn't the uncertainty. It wasn't all these. It was the fact that you had to change every rhythm of your life. Boom, like that. I mean, people don't even like to change where they sit on Sunday, let alone their whole day-to-day operation of life. I mean, admit it. It shook all of us to our core. Right? But everything that's living is changing. Nothing that lives and thrives that I can find stays the same. Change is inevitable for the sons and daughters of God. It's how we respond to change, though, that makes the difference. See, let me say it this way. How you respond to change will determine whether change happens to you or whether change happens for you. Whether it happens to you or whether it happens for you, is determined by your response to change. And here's something we don't always talk about when it comes to progress in life, but oftentimes progress is painful. You know, when I was a freshman in high school, I grew six inches in one year. I know that that surprises you because I'm so short. But the number one question I get from people was like, I bet you had a lot of growing pains, didn't you? Right? Like we get it intrinsically. To grow can bring about change, which can be painful. Every person in this room has to ask themselves a question. Do we want to be comfortable or do we want to make progress? Do we want to be comfortable or do we want to make progress? Because listen, if it doesn't challenge you, it will not change you. And here's the good news. All the things we had to endure, all the change we endured as a nation, all the change you endured as a person, all the change you endured as a family, it challenged you. And I've got good news. If you're a follower of Jesus, it did not just challenge you. It changed you. Because what challenges you brings change into your life. And and listen, I get it. Nobody wants to hear this, but the reality is progress comes with a price tag. And that price tag is pain. I'm going to give you a math equation. Are you ready for it? All right. I don't usually do math on Sunday, but listen. Progress equals change. And change equals loss. And loss equals pain. So for all the math folks out there, progress can be painful. So to keep growing and making progress, we have to learn to see pain differently. See, pain is not evil unless you let it control you. To avoid pain at all costs is to run from growth and progress. Now listen, I understand this is deep, but I'm hoping that God is speaking to some of you even now about the painful areas in your life. Some of you lost relationships. 
Some of you lost confidence in people you love. Some of you lost places. Some of you lost jobs. Some of you disconnected from things. Some of you wonder what the future of your industry is going to look like. Some of you have battled with different things in your life over the last year. And you've thought, God, there's been so much change happening. There's so much pain coming into my life. This change is causing me to be uncomfortable in this season. What's going on? Progress. If you belong to Jesus, the pain you are walking through is leading to progress in your life. God is using it to mold you and to shape you into the image of His Son, Jesus. Listen to 2 Corinthians 3.18. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. The Lord, who is Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. But I need you to catch this. If it hurts, friends, it means that God is giving you the grace to endure the change in this season. Let me say it this way. If God's letting it happen to you, then He's put it in you to endure the season. If God is allowing the change to happen, then He has put it in you to endure the season. We've got to embrace change with a ready heart, realizing that pain is momentary, but progress is heavenly. Come on, somebody. Jesus has already prepared the way for you, but now He's preparing you to walk in the way that He has planned. Change, it means a a new action, it means a, a new motion, it means a new momentum. And I'm telling you, everything that God brings into your life, even though it might look like a setback, man, I really love that relationship. Man, I worked hard to get into that place. Man, I built those rhythms and routines and all those things that went into my life. I worked so hard for those and now, man, I was really successful with that company. There's been a lot of fruit there and all the sudden it's gone. And we can navigate things in our life that if we look at them from a purely natural perspective, it would look like loss. It would look like things that were once good in your life have been stripped away and now you are left with something lesser than what you had before. But I came with a word from heaven for you today and it's this. When God brings change and it leaves you in a lesser place, the lesser is only a short season while God brings things back in greater measure than they were before. Because when you belong to Jesus, He is leading you in progress. He is leading you toward your end goal. He is cutting back only what can grow back in greater measure. God is not setting you back. God is setting you up for a more fruitful season in the season to come. If you believe it, shout yes. God is setting you up for something greater. He's committed to it. I declare that over you. That in the kingdom, it never ends with pain. It always ends with gain. 
That is who our God is. He's not going to leave you in the place of pain. He's not going to leave you in the place of confusion. He's not going to leave you in the place of pruning. He is leading you into progress in the kingdom of God. But it takes faith to embrace the change in order to produce the fruit that God wants to see in your life. But friends, He is the heavenly gardener. And everything He prunes grows back better in Jesus' name. I want you to write this down. It's my final thought. Because change is not just tied to our potential or our progress. Change is tied to our potential. Change is tied to our potential. Jesus said, yes, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Will produce much fruit. See, the heart of God is that you would reach the potential that God has for you. I need you to know that you were not just created on accident. You were designed by Almighty God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not here on accident. So many people, especially in this generation, are living their lives like they're a cosmic mistake. But you are a heavenly person. God has created you with incredible intentionality. And He's created you that you would bear fruit. And not just that you would be fruitful, but that all of that fruit would remain. In other words, your life is not just supposed to make a splash and go away. Your life is supposed to make an impact that would create a legacy that would never end. You are part of God's purpose and design for His plan in the earth. God's heart is that we would see this potential realized inside of us. You you have to settle in your heart that it is God's will for you personally and us corporately as a church to bear much fruit. Much fruit. See, every change that God brings in our life is to advance our potential. Christian Faith Center, we've seen a lot of change over the years, haven't we? Some of you may be newer with the community here at Christian Faith Center, but You know, 15 years ago, God brought Pastor Monty and Kelly to Christian Faith Center. It was a great church with a great legacy. Had a a great root of, uh, of, of city impact that went all the way back into the late 60s and 70s. But we were one campus that had two Sunday morning services with about 300 people. Today, Christian Faith Center is a church with seven campuses. 10 Sunday morning services and thousands of people that call Christian Faith Center home. Thousands of lives have been changed. Thousands of people have accepted Jesus. Hundreds of people have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But listen to me, church. It required a lot of change. We couldn't stay the same if we were going to produce what God had designed us to produce. The same is true in your life personally. God is taking you higher, transforming you into the image of His Son, Jesus. That means that change has to come to each and every one of our lives. This is true of each and every one of us. Where God is taking you is greater than where you are now. I just need that to sink in. 
A lot of times people will ask me, they'll say, you know, hey, what do you think? Here's my story. And what I always tell them the same thing. I always tell them this. What's in front of you is greater than what's behind you. Why? Because that's the nature of our God. That's the nature of the kingdom of God. What is in front of us is always greater than what is behind us. It doesn't matter what battles you're fighting right now. It doesn't matter what failures you made yesterday. Your future is always greater than your past. Because God is taking you into a greater place than you've been before. Everything you overcome, everything that you've been through, is only leading to the place that God wants to take you. Matter of fact, you can look throughout the entirety of Scripture all the way back into the Old Testament and it just seems like God is taking His people into greater promises. He's always putting before them a vision that's bigger than where they are now. He's telling one guy that he'd be a great nation. And then he's telling a small tribe that they would be a great nation. And then he's telling uh, 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 this small warrior group, right, that they're going to conquer so much land. And I'm telling you, this is the same thing that God does with us today. He's always bringing you into a greater place. There's always something more in front of you than what is behind you. And when God brings change into our life, it is always to help us sustain the more that he's calling us into. But if we're going to bear the fruit and see the potential that Jesus has called us to walk into, then we must embrace change. Um, L. Randolph said this. He said, God will always fulfill his promises to you. I need you to catch this because this is so good. But he is not obligated to fulfill our potential. God will always fulfill his promises to you but he is not obligated to fulfill our potential. So let me say it this way. Potential is from God, but its responsibility is on us. And much of it hinges on our ability to trust God and shift when he brings change to our life. He wants to make us more like him. Every time he comes to the vine and prunes a branch, it's so that something greater can grow back into its place. One of the things I'm most excited about in this season is I feel like people that are following Jesus are so much more open to what the Holy Spirit would want to do in their life. I feel like it's going to be a season where people seek after the heart of God in a deeper way where they're more surrendered to the things that God wants to do in their heart. I know this, anytime there's been a great revival, it was always preceded by a move of God in the hearts of his people, taking them deeper into their walk with Jesus. God's calling us closer in this season. He's calling us to be with him in a new dimension in this season. And part of that process of being with him is also trusting God when he, designs to, when, when he decides to prune something in our life that doesn't look like him or that doesn't look like the potential that he sees in you. Now, as a father, I see things in my kids that they could never see. How much more does our God see things in us that we could never see on our own? God put the potential inside of you. 
There is potential in you that is bigger than anything that you could imagine. I love the Bible because it constantly gives us this bigger picture of who God is, right? He's exceedingly, abundantly, beyond anything we could think or imagine. That is God's plan for you. So what if I told you that God's got more in store for you than you could possibly imagine? That's your potential. It's from God. But the responsibility of stewarding that potential is on us. So what does that process look like? It doesn't look like you striving. It doesn't look like you just trying harder. It looks like you surrendering at a deeper level. You know, there's some messages you preach and people shout from the front to the back. But I've been preaching long enough to know that when the church is quiet, the spirit is moving. Come on, somebody. There's a reality that God is bringing transformation. And I realize that many of us have been on a journey that feels like loss. Again, some of you lost relationships. Some of you even gave up hope at different times last year. But God Himself is restoring us. God Himself is doing something supernatural in our lives. And the purpose of it is to make us look more like Jesus. What is going to make the biggest impact in this world is not me having an opinion that everybody gets to hear. It's me looking more like Jesus. What's going to make the biggest impact in your workplace is you looking more like Jesus. What's going to make the greatest impact in our community is you looking more like Jesus. It's surrendering to the work of the Holy Spirit. It's surrendering to those holy clippers when God comes into your life and removes something that you thought was fruitful or that you thought was good or you wanted to hold on to. It is your response in the change. It is how well you'll embrace the new thing that God is doing in you. It is how much you will believe. Friends, would you dare to believe that if God let it go from your life, then He's going to bring something back bigger and better and stronger and more fruitful than it was before. Because in the kingdom, it never ends with loss. It ends with gain. It never ends with pain. It ends with progress. If it's not good yet, God's not done yet. He's still growing it back in your life. But there can be a season where we have to trust Him where we have to just be connected to Him and we have to be surrendered to some of the things He wants to take out of our life. And I just want to encourage you because I'm talking to so many people today that have so many things leave their life. So many things change. And when I look into the future, what I see is I see God setting us up for the biggest days we've ever had. God setting you up for the greatest season of your life. Because with God... When he prunes things back, it always comes back bigger. Luke 6.40, students are not greater than their teacher. But the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. You know, I was preparing for this message and we looked at the butterfly. And I found out something new about the butterfly. Everybody's heard a preacher, you know, talk about, oh, it's a beautiful butterfly and change and all of that. Um, But do you know the process the butterfly has to go through? 
I was reading about what happens when it goes from this caterpillar into this chrysalis and becomes... The caterpillar actually breaks down and dies. It becomes a liquid form in this thing. Now I'm reading this and I'm like, what the heck? You know, this is crazy. Um, but it, it literally had to completely lose its whole form. And then it is remade in this small space, in this dark place, in this confined small thing. All of the aspects and characteristics that used to define it. All of its little caterpillar friends that it used to hang out with. Maybe it had a little caterpillar wife or husband at one point too. And I just started thinking, oh my gosh, everything about this thing had to be reoriented around the new thing that God was doing in its life. Everything it was connected to, everything it had engaged in, all of its day-to-day activity no longer works in a new form. All of that went away and it was remade into something brand new in this confined space. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is what happened to so many of us over the last year. Everything we knew and loved and were connected to, disconnected. And we, so many of us went into this confined space. Maybe it was relational isolation. Maybe it was physical isolation. Maybe it was emotional isolation. But there was a disconnect that happened. And for so many of us, so many things fell off of our life. But I want to encourage you, friends, that what God is building out of this season is better than the way you went into it. God is preparing you for something new. He's preparing you for greater blessing. He's preparing you for a bigger life. What God is preparing in your future, your old self couldn't handle. Oh, come on, somebody. I came with a message today. You thought you lost something, but you're actually gaining something. You thought you lost friends, but God's preparing you for better ones. You thought you lost emotional bandwidth, but God is strengthening you and you're coming back greater than you've ever been. God is just preparing your branches to bear more fruit than they've ever bared before. Everything you lost pales in comparison to what God has planned for your future because you surrendered to the process. Because you're allowing God to bring change in your life. Because you're trusting Jesus even when it didn't look like what you thought it should look like. I can't tell you how many people I talked to last year that were like, Pastor, I just feel like God's not with me right now. I just feel like He's not in the, where is God in all of this? But those that trusted the Lord, those that leaned in and held on to His promises, they're coming back better and bigger. God has prepared your life for more. And the change that's happening has only served to make you look more like Him. In other words, the caterpillar had to surrender to change to allow God to bring about a new potential. And I want to encourage you, whatever you're going through, wherever you are, wherever you're joining us from, I want to encourage you that if you'll surrender to the process, you will experience your potential. If you will surrender to the pruning, God will bring about progress in your life. 
Because with Jesus, it never ends in pain. It ends with gain. And it never ends with bad. It always ends with good. And so I just want you to think, wherever you are right now, if God, if it's not good, God's not done. If it's not bigger, then God's still growing it back. You can trust Him. He is faithful to make sure that you are fruitful if you will stay connected to Him. I want you to just bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to pray over you today. I want to invite the Holy Spirit to come into each one of our lives and just encourage us. Because I think a lot of us have been navigating a lot of change. Change is inevitable. It's a part of following Jesus. But it's so much easier to embrace the change if you realize where it's taking you. It's taking you closer to Jesus. It's transforming you more into His image. God is committed to your fruitfulness and is honoring your faithfulness to Him even in seasons of change. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would so fill our hearts with peace and hope in this moment. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that you come into our lives and you bring change. Lord, I pray for those that are here today that maybe you remove some unhealthy things from their life. Maybe they're grateful or maybe they didn't like it. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to see that you are making us better and bigger, preparing us for where you're taking us. Lord, some of us are navigating a season where it feels like good things in our life were cut back. Relationships, jobs, maybe finances, emotional, mental well-being. Lord, we trust you in this place. And we believe that our greatest days are in our future. You're not the God of less, you're the God of more. And I just declare that over your people today. He's not the God of less, He's the God of more. If it's not good, He's not done. He's still working, still moving, still loving you. You can trust Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to invite you, if you're here today, Maybe you've never made a decision to really surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you're hearing this and you're saying, wow, you know, that sounds great, but I don't know that I've ever really came into a place with Jesus where He is Lord, where I've surrendered my life to Him. Friends, there's no better time than right now to put all of your hope and trust in Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you just say, Pastor, would you pray for me before we leave. I just need to know that I'm where I need to be with Jesus. I need to surrender my whole life to Him. If you're joining us through the online family, you can respond in this moment. Maybe just type in the text. Just, you know, put, a, put an emoji hand raised or say, that's me. Somebody's going to follow up with you. But if you're here, if you're listening, and you say, that's me. I need to surrender my life to Jesus today. The good shepherd, the good gardener, it's making my life everything he wants it to be. I need to make him Lord. I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you before we leave. Because Jesus loves you so much. One, two, three. Would you just raise them up all over the room? I see you, sir. You, you, sir. 
you, ma'am. Online family, you can just put in the chat. Just say, that's me. See you. I want you to just pray a prayer. We're all going to pray this together with you, but God's doing something in your life, and I don't want you to miss that. But I want to pray a prayer with you. The Bible says to believe in your heart, to confess with your mouth, and there's some something that happens in us when we'll let our faith out from the inside of us through our prayers. But I just want to lead you in a prayer. Pray, pray a prayer that goes something like this. Just say, Jesus, right now, I give you my life and I come to you just the way I am. I give you my whole life. The good, the bad, the highs, the lows, my successes and my sin. I'm sorry, God. I turn to you. Give me a new heart. Give me a new start. Connect me to the vine. I surrender to you, Jesus. I receive your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace. Make me like you. In Jesus' name, amen.